2: We've got over here, Alice, is the murmur of my neighbor's snowblower. Although I just went outside and shoveled two lanes. This is all icy uh, slush. It's very, very heavy. But then I treated it with sand. But now, if the if my neighbor is getting it going over it, I'm afraid he'll toss my sand into the oh. into the hedgerow. Mm. So there we go. And. Um, that's where we are. I've got to, I got. I didn't mind going out there. I tell you, since I lost a little bit of weight, it's 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 not bad to get okay. a little cardio out there. You know what I mean?
3: I don't love how your camera's adjusted, but just stay there.
2: Why don't we just be honest here and just train both cameras on your bosom, because that's <laughs> really what's happening here.
3: <laughs> Is that what's happening?
2: Yeah, you came out packing. Who knew this, Alice? Oh, it's Dan. Oh, that's that's him. That's him. We'll watch this. Well, now you're back. I'm also, I can move all over the place.
3: Well, that's fine. You can move all over the place, but only in one spot. The camera doesn't move, so only in one spot will you be centered in the frame of the camera. I'm trying to get, the dan- I'm trying to get my neighbor the Dan
2: him, people to witness the good work he's doing.
3: Um, yeah, he's doing I great work.
2: Hello. Um, um, okay, so. So, yeah, so this thing is supposed to go into tomorrow. If we're, we're in Massachusetts, and depending on where you are, some people get nailed. Some place in Connecticut was supposed to get, or in some places, in Massachusetts actually already got, like, 24 inches. Did you know that?
3: Yeah, like, Western Mass got a lot.
2: Yeah. That's what I Absolutely heard. Nailed.
3: We got a decent amount, I thought, considering it didn't start until, like, 2 o'clock. So, well, no, it started a little before that. I guess.
2: So, you, um, is this, the way you're dressed, is this for me? Or <laughs> it's is this...
3: just a tank top.
2: I know, but it it's... Obviously, Alice, you know what you're doing here
3: <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing over no, here No, no,
2: no, you know what you're dealing no. with here As far as how I'm going to receive such a thing
3: Yeah, it's all for you,
2: sweetie Okay, so I don't know if it was for me Or mm-hmm. you just run out of stuff Cause, No, because we have lots of stuff Yeah Oh, okay, let me know when you're invested in the conversation I'm
3: invested isn't? in the conversation By the way, happy equal payday, honey
2: Thank you. Thank you When will I get paid to compensate with what you make?
3: Well, actually, so it's funny. So today's Equal Pay Day, which is the day that women make as much as men made the whole previous year. Um, but I did actually calculate your Equal Pay Day, which is when you'll have made as much as I made the whole previous year, Uh huh. which is, is that? April 17th.
2: Oh, nice. That's a good day. So, so it's that's like a right a around tax day. day so
3: yeah, uh, 19th, isn't it? Right, isn't that Patriots Day? No, Evacuation Day is March 17th. Okay. That's St. Patrick's Day, right? Uh, Patriots Day is what I was thinking of. Oh, that's April nineteenth. No, it's it's right by Tax Day though, so that's good.
2: All right, so uh, let's get right to it, shall we? Else, mm-hmm. some good old fashioned, a uh, garden variety politics. Yes. Um, okay. My favorite thing of the day, by the way, is this uh, thing that Alex Rosen put out and uh, he's a big uh, advocate, the conservative guy. And -hmm. then Tom Elliott retweeted. My favorite thing is this. I haven't seen this. If this isn't new. No, it is new.
4: I haven't seen this before. Guess what this is. They took our beautiful bench. (laughs) This is where we waited for Jussie to come before we attacked him. So we got here with 10 minutes to spare.
2: These are the dudes who attacked, in quote, or worked with Jesse Smollett to put up...
3: Yeah, that he paid to, quote, attack him.
2: And guess what? These guys are great guys.
3: Yeah, they're nice people.
4: Yeah, they really are. And we had to plan our escape route to survey the land. His building is actually right here, right above the stairs that we're going to attack him at. We made sure we got there at 2 a.m. Sharp. On the dot. On the dot. We had no phones because he did not want us to bring any phones. He said, so we don't lose them. I don't know if that's really the reason, but you can deduce your own reason. So, 2 a.m., he was nowhere to be found. Imagine being late to your own mugging. I know. You know?
3: Well, I'm, ju- I'm having a camera issue, so keep going. Okay.
4: He was not there. So we were like, damn, what do we do? we didn't have no way of contacting him. He had no way of contacting us. So we waited here for about, what, four Four, minutes? It was about four minutes. Four minutes. But it felt like forever. Because it was cold as balls. (laughs) So I saw him out the corner of my eye, and I was like, okay, that's him. Let's go. We got to go get this empire. So they're
2: walking in the streets of Chicago, exactly where they did Mm -hmm. before, and going through it.
4: Yeah, that's him. That's him. Is that him? That's that neck. That neck. N- n- get that neck. N- oh, he's moving fast. Come on, let's get him. Get that neck. Let's get him. N- As we crossed the street, we said, hey, to get his attention. Hey, Nick. Hey. He turned around, looked at us, and that's when we started yelling uh, the famous slurs he wanted us to yell. Hey. Aren't you that empire? Hey, f- n- empire fat Nick. F- n- it's MAGA country. And then he said, what did you say to me? And then that's when I threw the first punch at him. I held the blow, because I didn't want to hurt him, of course. So I made it look real, but I held it. Then we started tussling, moving, moving around, and then I threw him to the ground. He wanted it to look like he fought back that was very important for him because he said, hey, don't just beat my ass. Make it look like good I'm... Good plan, Jussie. That is a mm-hmm.
2: good uh, caveat to put into the whole plan.
4: I'm fighting back and whatnot. So we did that and then I threw him to the ground and while, after I threw him to the ground I he had no bruise. I wanted it to look more real. So then I threw him to the ground. After I threw him to the ground, I used my knuckle and gave him a noogie. So I went like this. Why did I do that? To give him a scar, to give him a mark, to make it look real like he really did get his ass beat. After I did that, I fake kicked him. I don't know what he was doing. I wasn't paying attention. That's where I came around with the bleach, the infamous bleach in the hot sauce bottle and uh, the canceled check that I used to pay (laughs) for all this stuff.
2: The infamous bleach in the hot sauce bottle. I had forgotten about the hot sauce. What is that supposed to do? I think he has
3: the bleach in the hot sauce bottle.
2: Oh, really? Oh, why? Because so that's how
3: you normally tag people with bleach, I think.
2: These guys needed more <laughs> guidance. There needs to be some.
3: Well, what's funny too is that they, um, it's like they had to improvise to make it look more like he got beat up because their instructions were to make him look even less beat up than he was. Really? Well, isn't that what he just said? Like well, that he had to make him look like more beat up.
2: Well, yes, to make him more, more beat up, he said less beat up. They wanted him to well, look no, but more this, beat up. And I'm saying they
3: wanted him to look more beat up. Like, if they y- yes. hadn't gone a little further, then, like, he would have looked even less beat up than he was, which right. was almost nothing anyway.
2: Right. And so these are the guys who, who bought the twine mm-hmm. and put it on his head. You'll hear that in a second.
4: Poured it on his shirt. Then I finally put the rope around his face. I did not put it around his neck. I just placed it on his face, and that's when we took off. These guys, it's, this
2: is this video is so fun to watch because these guys are going through the motions and mm-hmm. they're like in a good mood. I don't think, because they're not from this country, they're from Africa, right? Yeah. I think they're like, I although they're supposed to be really perfectly English, but mm-hmm. I, I think that they don't know that this is supposed to be a sobering moment.
3: <laughs> they're like really just thrilled. Well, I think they're thrilled that they got up because he yeah. tried to throw them under the bus, basically. Yeah, yeah. When he... Tried to get himself off. So, and like they have justice and are vindicated. So I think they're pretty happy with the situation.
2: Incredible. Incredible. And I, I think the plan had flaws.
3: Uh, Yeah. Also, none of them has any idea like what a hate crime should look like.
2: No. <laughs> like none of them. Does. No, but that's with all these hoaxes, it's usually like wacky stuff. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Alice. Uh, so I hope you're ready. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the rehearsal attacks. Hold on. Dateline, as Michael Savage used to say, San Francisco, San Fran, could become the first major U.S. city to fund reparations. City fi- supervisors are taking up a draft reparations proposal that includes five million l- lump sum payment for each eligible Black person.
3: Wait, S- five million?
2: Yes. Payments of $5 million to each eligible black adult, the elimination of personal debt and tax burdens, guaranteed annual incomes of at least $97,000 for 250 years, and homes in San Francisco for just $1 a family. Oh, this is beautiful. These are just some of the recommendations made by a city-appointed reparations committee tasked with a thorny question. What would it take for the to atone for the centuries of U.S. slavery mm-hmm. and generations of systemic racism that c- continue to keep... Black Americans on the bottom rungs of health, education, and economic prosperity. And overrepresented in prisons. Well, the prison part, I think we can work on that. I think that's easy. Try to find yourself in front of a judge uh, less often. And homeless population after... I want to see the criteria for this. Some can't afford... We are harmed," said Eric McDonald, chair of San Francisco's African American Reparations Advisory Committee. If the judge ruled in our favor, the judge would not turn to us and say, "Help them figure out how to make this work." <clears throat> uh, the, the, the idea of paying compensation for slavery has gained traction across cities and universities. Twenty twenty, California became the first state. Yada yada yada. Fewer than fifty thousand Black people still live in San Francisco, and it's not clear how much would be eligible. How many would be eligible? Possible ca- criteria include having lived in the city during certain time periods and descending from someone, quote, incarcerated for the failed war on drugs. <laughs> this is such a beautiful mess. Critics say the payouts make no sense, and that's true. Advocates say that, that the view ignores a wealth of data in historical evidence showing how long after U.S. slavery ended in 1865, government policies and practices were to imprison black people at higher rates, deny access to home and business loans, and restrict where they could and work and live. There's still a veiled perspective that, candidly, black folks don't deserve this, McDonald said. The number itself... It's not that veiled. Five million is actually... I'll go out and say it. ...when you consider the (laughs) harm.
3: Nobody deserves a free five million dollars. But there's like this... Oh, Alice, hold on. those gets more
2: beautiful. Justin Hansford, professor of Howard University School of Law, says no municipal reparations will have enough money to right the wrongs of slavery, but he appreciates the attempt to genuinely, legitimately, authentically make things right. And that includes cash, he said. If you're going to try to say you're sorry, you have to speak in the language that people understand. And money is that language. Mm. Oh, okay.
3: That's good. That's good. I mean, nobody's saying slavery wasn't wrong, but correct me if I'm wrong, nobody who's alive today either owned slaves or suffered the effects of slavery.
2: Uh, That is correct. And I would say also that California was not a slave state.
3: Yeah, and not only that, uh, cities run by... Democrats like San Francisco although that's not a particularly as they point out San Francisco is not a very heavily minority city Um, cities run by Democrats have a lot more to answer for and make reparations for to the black community uh, in the last like 50 years than anybody related to any slaveholder from 1800 and something does.
2: Well, right. And- there,
3: there, but there's a sense of entitlement now. And that's like what this whole victimhood mentality is, right? That's what the entire thing is about the schools and the critical race theory and this stuff is to like push this mindset that you deserve something. And like I joked about equal pay day. Right. But, you know, the President Biden tweeted out today this letter that he supposedly got from a girl named Charlotte. Yeah. Um,
2: this is beautiful.
3: So Charlotte writes to the president, Dear President Biden, spelled president.
2: Oh, so then, you know, it's really it's from definitely a
3: by a kid. There's like some eraser marks and stuff, too. I just wanted to tell something not fair to ladies. Men are getting more money than girls. I think you should fix this since you're the president. Even I'm a child and I think we should do something from Charlotte. So there you have it. And the president writes, Charlotte, I couldn't agree more. Women lose thousands of dollars each year and hundreds of thousands over a lifetime because of gender and racial wage gaps. I'm committed to building an economy where my daughters have the same rights and opportunities as my sons.
2: That is absolutely a legitimate correspondence by two parties (laughs) that had something to do with this. Absolutely. (laughs) That is, how freaking, what a joke.
3: It's an embarrassment. It's... Completely intellectually dishonest and insulting to everybody that the president's Twitter account would tweet something like that right. and pretend to us that this is a real thing. Right. Um, it's also, I don't know exactly what age Charlotte's supposed to be, maybe like six or something, but nobody over that age should believe in a gender wage gap. Um, it's been debunked 10 million well, billion times. There's no gender wage gap.
2: Well, I would say that this is both. Both the soft bigotry of low expectations as far as gender and race. Yeah. So, you're going to raise a bunch of young girls who think that the game mm-hmm. system's rigged against them, especially them?
3: Yeah. You know what? Teach your kid to spell before you teach them that the system's rigged against them and unfair to them. Right. And, and that they're never gonna succeed
2: you because, put a mask on your idiot not me yeah.
3: <laughs> I know because the president is holding you back somehow the president has some power to magically make you get ahead that he's withholding from you like and that's what you're teaching your little kid before they're even old enough to like write a sentence properly and there's no that's like what's incredible to me so hopefully it's not true hopefully there is no
2: Charlotte I hope I told you about my friend one time when I got into radio said uh, oh I wish I could do but I'm married now and I can't it's too busy but he wanted to because he saw that I was, you know, I got into radio as the receptionist. And, you know, within a year, I was doing fun stuff. I was the executive producer and going to remotes and doing, I was really mm-hmm. in programming. So it, you know, it takes a little bit of doing. Um, and, but, but I had an advantage over other people. And in that I knew I was a little older than most receptionists, of course. Right. I was 30. And I knew how to listen and I knew how to follow through. But I was not exceptionally smart. But I also assumed I had the audacity to think that I could really rock it up in the programming department in my work because I believed it. Because nobody was probably somebody should have told me not to, right? But 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 that's what you do. And then I used to work with a bunch of people who always complained about not making any money. At Intercom, we get paid so little back then, so little. But Mm -hmm. you know, when I got when I made the jump to a different um, to a different to a different because there was a hurricane essentially hurricanes uh, what's the one in New Orleans Katrina Katrina essentially I used Katrina to go above and beyond and I had no idea how to do that but I asked some lovely people including Margaret Bassset of the shark in New Hampshire um, I, for help to do stuff like fundraise for the Salvation Army and this and that and work et cetera, et cetera so during Katrina, I'm not, I'm not giving myself a, a, a field medal here, but I'm just saying instead of a lot of my contemporaries who were producers at the time moping around how it sucked and how they wanted a better job and more money, the way to get a better job and more money is to do a better job and go get more money. And yes. no, because I'm a fat guy or because I'm black or because I'm white or because I'm a girl, don't, you can't have that in your mind. You have to right. go get your job and your money. Just go get it and take it. And
3: nobody, nobody on the earth. And, you know, the American founders didn't believe this. Nobody believed this or has ever believed this, that everybody is starting in the same point with the same advantages in life. Mm -hmm. Nobody thinks that everybody starts with everything exactly the same. That's never been the case in human history It never will be the case The truth is we are closer to that today In the United States than we ever have been In any society in the history of planet Earth You have more opportunities here More ability to get ahead More social and financial mobility Possible and available to you Than anybody in the history of the world has had And it's not that you You know, don't have disadvantages For example, I would say that living in a city run by Democrats uh, and having to deal with their school systems and stuff is an incredible disadvantage. If you are stuck going to Boston public schools, then you have been set back in life far more, far more than you have been set back in life because your great, great, great grandfather was a slave. Right. Far more. That has a much bigger impact on your day to day. The fact that the teachers unions and the Democrats have conspired to spend enormous amounts of taxpayer money, absolutely not teaching you to read or do math, then that has had a far bigger impact on your opportunities in life. You know, having two parents. has a huge impact on your opportunities in life. Of course, a lot of things have an impact on your opportunities in life. But to sit here and tell me that you can't get ahead because X, Y, Z, or the complete actual like fabrication that men make more than women, when we know that's actually not true, that in fact the freer societies are, the more gender equal societies are, the more opportunities and choices are offered to women, the more they choose different careers than men do.
2: Chicks don't like oil rigs.
3: <laughs> yeah, not oil rigs, not mining, not logging. Not I mean, like there's a whole bunch of things that women just prefer not to do. Generally speaking, that that overall they choose less, and those happen to be very high per- paid professions, oftentimes because they're extremely dangerous professions. Yes. Um, you know, and and not because it's women doing them. And in fact, in a lot of ways, women have huge advantages in our society today, and we probably are headed towards. Um, Having a wage gap in the opposite direction. It already is, depending on
2: the demo. I think eighteen to twenty seven. I think the younger people women are are way ahead of the guys.
3: Yeah. So because and women do better in school. Women graduate Mm -hmm. high school, college, graduate school, including like law school and medical school, better than men do. So it's it's just a reality that we're headed that women actually have far more advantages in today's society and Mm -hmm. and choose. Different jobs different career paths To work different hours than men Do and so like in Aggregate that's the only way you Can make this dumb argument about the wage Gap and you know like I'm not quite willing to Totally repeal the 19th amendment Right now Mm -hmm. Um You
2: know, (laughs) I'm
3: not. You know, I'm not full bore on like women shouldn't vote at all. But anybody who honestly believes there's a wage gap in favor of men should not be able to vote because you're just too like you just believe things that are fake. Like it.
2: Yeah, but and it also not only is it believing is something that is apocryphal, Mm -hmm. but. It shows a glaring insecurity that it matters that much. Right. You know, any, especially in sales, any of the alpha women I've known in Mm -hmm. my life have had no place for self-pity. Never.
3: Yeah. Because the boys
2: don't have self-pity or the winners don't anyway. Mm -hmm. There's no way.
3: Yeah. I'm pretty sure Asian women actually make more than white men now, too on average that's not right <laughs> so i don't know the systemic racism really is not holding or well, I mean, mis- systemic going- misogyny is not holding women down nearly enough the patriarchy so, you know, is not the, panning out as it's supposed to speaking of,
2: of, of asian people the
3: mm-hmm.
2: the people who were who democrat franklin delano roosevelt sent to internment camps they were paid reparations in the 80s well to the people who were in the literally camps, yes, yes. Not, so
3: a, not to their great 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 grandchildren who had never seen an internment camp
2: r- right exactly so so but the check has been cut and actually the the idea conceptually of reparations mm-hmm. the idea is not a is not a foolish
3: sure if foolish. somebody's wronged the idea of making up for it like the forty acres and a mule right. thing is not. But like a some bad dude idea. whose
2: uncle came from, I'm sorry, his parents came from Haiti. You know, uh, forty years ago. Sorry, he, he doesn't qualify. I realize what got him to Haiti may also be something in the triangular trade, and some some Western Europe, Eastern Europe Western Europeans mm-hmm. did something bad, etc. But for God's sakes, when do we start the the tale of history and stop it? Then do we oh, do? Yeah. Do we do we just look back just far enough so that uh, the white colonizers are guilty for everything? Just cut off that much, you know. Once yep, it... We're stopping there. Yeah, it's a, it's just such a loser way to go. And I I I tell you, I, I I look at it and I say that that if if your parents aren't telling you that you can do anything you want to do, then you're being just underserved. And I've got callers, black callers and white callers, and we talk about this whose mm-hmm. parents said you're not going to... You, some of your friends are punks and thugs and whatever. You're not going to do that. You're going to learn to read. We've talked... We've had Ben Carson on the show. Mm-hmm. Ben Carson started off being a punk, and he was set straight because, one, his mother tried to set him straight, but he fell in love with reading. And through reading, he realized that he had a brain and that he could do things and that the, you know there was nothing stopping him. And he was a big pioneer. Of course, you know, you, this we yeah, not celebrated anymore because there's an the attitude
3: that binds people uh, together and has been like through his the history of this country in particular like the common thread of a lot of people is just this sense that like we should be able to do stuff um and the idea and like elon musk has a lot of this um do all of his ideas come fully to fruition no like are some of them wacky yes does he like bite off more than he can chew a lot of times and say stuff that's silly and uh, what? Yeah, sure, but he also just tries to do stuff.
2: Well, yes, he's like,
3: you know yes. what? Maybe we could make an electric car. Maybe we could make these solar roofs. I bet we could maybe try we'll this. Bore maybe, under L.A. Maybe we'll bore under L.A. Maybe here's a, an idea to rescue these kids from a cave instead of standing here wringing our hands about. Like, it's a per- you know what? Maybe I'll buy Twitter. It's a person who just has the audacity to think that he can do stuff and like if you just do stuff some of it will pan out and and that kind of attitude is so lost now the idea i mean like i honestly sometimes think that the way our country is going we're not we're never going to like put a manned mission on the moon again as a nation maybe maybe like a private company would but If the government would probably like try and outlaw it, they'd have like safety concerns or have some kind. You know, there'd be some problem because the. And I know some people don't think we ever landed on the moon at all, but, but this, but it's kind of like wild when you think about it that like sixty years ago or whatever it was, fifty something, sixty. What year did we put people on the moon? Sixty
2: nine. Sixty
3: nine. Okay, so like fifty five years, fifty four years. So the. It's like crazy to think that more than a half a century ago, people thought, like, yeah, like let's put people in a metal can and like send it up to the moon, and like maybe if we give them a tight, Ooh, a tight enough suit, they can walk around out there and like actually do. I mean, like it's it seems. Like I'm honestly part of me worries that we're going to like slip into a dark age where that like goes into the realm of myth that like people did things like that once because the Romans were like that too and I think about that some there's that podcast that I like that I make you watch with me sometimes they have a YouTube um, show version of it too yeah that's called fall of civilizations.
2: I'm taking and, a picture of you and, in the video. Is that
3: creepy? <laughs> I guess so. Oh, come on, um, Switch away from me. Um,
2: Switch away so from the me. So the
3: Fall of Civilizations no, no. podcast, like they always they always talk about like what it's like for people in these collapsed civilizations. The where, what? Collapsed, where everything like disappears. Like one of them's on Roman Britain, right? Where you're in this place where there was a society that came before you that did all this stuff. I mean, the Romans built roads all over Europe and aqueducts, they developed concrete, they had like, the capabilities to do things that to a medieval peasant 500 years later would have seemed absolutely impossible and incredible. And yet the remnants of their civilization and the stuff that they did is like all around you. So you know that people once did it, but but to imagine it and I feel like psychologically, we're like already almost there. You know, I I think there are I think that a lot of young people like lack imagination and boldness and desire to like do stuff like put people on the moon you know and it seems impossible and insurmountable to them and like why would you even want to anyway you know when you can just be on TikTok you know it it seems probably like ableist or something because disabled people can't go to the moon or whatever I don't know you know they
5: For full, important safety information, visit juviderm.com.
0: Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA-approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you.
1: For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300.
0: Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name.
3: But everybody, like, has to have these problems with stuff and, like, drag things down and, like, and, you know, I I tweeted the other day about, like, Casey DeSantis and, like, people complaining that she wore a fancy dress. But it's, like, this just negative, drag-down attitude. Like, a lady wears – a beautiful woman wears a beautiful dress and it's, like, man, she thinks she's a Disney princess, this, that. She's so inappropriately dressed. What does she think she's at? Why does she dress for a royal ball? Blah, 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 blah. Like – a beautiful woman in a beautiful dress is clearly a good thing. Innovation and technological advance and like getting people to the moon or to Mars or inventing solar cars or whatever. Like this is good stuff.
2: I was social like, media and and social media.
3: That's great. And then and there are just people that like always want to drag down, always want to have a problem, yeah. always want to find a reason something's problematic. Look at these Stanford law A holes. It's like, apparently I was, it's, you know, a
2: huge portion of the law school. So we
3: talked about this. I think we only really talked about it in the Patreon show, the law school stuff. But basically the, um, they had a federal judge, the Federalist Society had a federal judge come talk on their campus who some of the students felt was problematic. So they protested him, wouldn't let him talk at all, um, and shouted him down And this is a sitting federal judge who wanted to talk to the law students at the prestigious law school about federal judge stuff and his job and how like the Supreme Court impacts it. And, you know, things that law students might be interested in knowing. And some of them were and they weren't allowed to hear those things because a bunch of jerks were here. And because the this
2: they don't like how he's ruled on some things that they consider violence towards the diversity
3: idiot Steinbach essentially told him to listen to them and is the juice worth the squeeze and he's dividing their campus so after all this the law school apologized as we talked about the dean of the law school and the president of stanford both apologized to this judge and said this was inappropriate this goes against our free speech policy it was handled inappropriately by our staff and you know we're going to take steps to make sure this doesn't happen again um, probably they should have fired the diversity lady and discipline some of the students who are involved in of this course they should activity. have why do they
2: have this useless dead w- but wait this around? is what you get
3: this is what you get for going halfway and not going all the way and firing the lady and it give it sending the students the message that this kind of behavior is not going to be tolerated the law school dean so the head of the whole law school who apologized with the president of stanford jenny martinez um became the target of student ire for saying I'm sorry to besiege judge Kyle Duncan. Hundreds of Stanford student activists on Monday lined the hallways to protest the law school's dean. So this isn't some weird fringe of trans nuts or something that are doing this. This is right. a huge portion of the law school to protest the law school's Dean Jenny Martinez for apologizing to Fifth Circuit Appel- Appellate Judge Kyle Duncan, whom the activist shouted down last week, the embattled dean arrived in the classroom where she teaches constitutional law to find a whiteboard covered inch to inch in flyers attacking Duncan and defending those who disrupted him, according to photos of the room and multiple eyewitness accounts. The, fl- the flyers parroted the argument made by student activists that the heckler's veto is a form of free speech. This is from Free Beacon, by the way. We, the students in your constitutional law class, are sorry for exercising our First Amendment rights, some flyers read. As a private law school, Stanford is not bound by the First Amendment, though California state law does apply some First Amendment protections to private universities. The protest followed a flurry of open letters From student activists who spent much of the weekend Berating Martinez after she and Stanford University President Mark Tessier Levine issued a formal apology To Duncan the apology also took a swipe At Tyrion Steinbach, the law's associate Dean of diversity equality and inclusion. When Martinez's class Adjourned on Monday the protesters dressed in Black and wearing face masks that read Counter speech is free speech stared Silently at Martinez as she exited her First year constitutional law class at 11 A.M. according to five students Who witnessed the episode The student protesters Who formed a human corridor From Martinez's classroom To the building's exit Comprised nearly a third Of the law school The students told The Washington Free Beacon Law students are
2: older adults It's like Really? LARPing?
3: The majority of the class, 50 out of the 60 students, participated in the protests themselves, two students in the class said. The few who didn't received the same stare down as their professor as like they that. hurried through uh, the makeshift uh, walk uh, of fame. They gave us weird looks if we didn't wear black and join the crowd, said Luke Schumacher, a first-year law student in Martinez's class who declined to participate in the protest. It didn't feel like the inclusive belonging atmosphere that the DEI <laughs> office claims to be creating. Whatever happened? Another student in the class who likewise declined to protest said the spectacle was a surreal experience. It was eerie, said the student, who requested anonymity for fear of retaliation. The protesters were silent, staring from behind their masks at everyone who chose not to protest, including the dean. Ironically, the student added this form of protest would have been completely fine at Duncan's talk on Thursday. Martinez did not respond to a request for comment. The protest was even larger than the one that disrupted Duncan's talks and came on the heels of statements from at least three student groups rebuking Martinez's apology. Uh, They said she had thrown capable and compassionate administrators under the bus. Uh, The law school's Immigration and Human Rights Law Association agreed the American Constitution Society expressed outrage that they apologized etc. um so they're saying essentially the argument is from the students that um that their protest by which they shouted down the dean and wouldn't let this not the dean the judge and wouldn't let the students who wanted to hear him um hear him they that's also free speech which goes against the law school's policy you're not allowed to cause an event not to go forward that's actually that's not allowed yes sir
2: um mrs shattuck yes i'm having a hard time concentrating why um because your (laughs) robust bosom it's uh i'm finding it distracting sorry can you go to another room
3: um no
2: any messages, this is equality. Any messages we should have? You shouldn't be able to use those. are distracting for me. This is.
3: You look voluptuous.
2: Um, um, in other news. I oh, just, no, 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 oh. no. I have the next item.
3: Okay. You have the next item? Yes. This okay. is not a
2: something you can handle as a girl. Yes, it's real. Joe Biden's Department of Energy just moved to ban nearly all gas stoves. Um, the Department of Energy is conducting this gas stove grab through a rule that would impose extreme energy, this is the Washington Examiner, that would impose extreme energy performance standards on residential cooktops. The department's proposed rule sets requirements for gas cooktops at the maximum technologically feasible or max tech level. Based on the Department of Energy's own analysis, gas cooktops at the max tech level represent just 4% of current market share and exclude all conventional freestand ranges. Um, any rule that causes 96% of the products available today to be eliminated from the market is an extreme misregulation. In fact, it's uh, an outright ban on gas stoves. So the Department of Energy is pushing forward. And this is one of those things where mm-hmm. where every good lefty in Harvard Square in West uh, Hartford is still going to have a gas stove. They're not going to not course. have a gas stove. This or about- they're
3: going to pay... A- Fancy person with a gas stove to make them food somewhere else, like in a restaurant or wherever.
2: Or oh, some kind of uh, offset somewhere, right? But this... they're still
3: going to have good food that's made on gas stoves, one way or the other.
2: Yes, yes, and yeah. This is, I mean, what do you, what do you say? You can, these people, like you said, and the same thing with the reparations people. These are activists. They'll never stop. By the way, Alice, once we pay all the reparations to all the people, are they going to say, "Okay, all set"? My pleasure doing business with you. Will that be good enough?
3: No, we That's won't. Right. The work will not be done.
2: Correct. Race hustling is a <laughs> big industry. <laughs> so,
3: um, I just wanted to finish up with one quick thought, and in, in, more in the spirit of uh, Equality Day, um, which is Wage Equality Day, which is, um, you know, I want to celebrate women in the armed forces too, as does the All American Division, uh, aka the 82nd Airborne. You familiar nice. with that? I'm familiar
2: with the 82nd Airborne. Yes.
3: So today they tweeted.
2: I think is that Cam- Fort Campbell,
3: Kentucky, yeah any other places. Yeah. Oh. Um. So they say.
2: No, it's not Fort Campbell. It's Fort Benning, Georgia.
3: It says in their Twitter profile that. Oh no, sorry, not Fort Bragg, North Carolina. Fort Bragg, no. okay, but I think but, Fort okay. Benning does something there too.
2: Okay. I think my brother went there. All right. I, I should um, stop talking about this. Who? Yeah. Today
3: they tweeted. I've often thought it unfair that women are expected to stay at home when there's a fight to be won. If a woman has the strength to bear a child, she can swing a sword as well as any man. Karen Hawkins. Care to guess? And then it says, hashtag rise and grind, hashtag motivation Monday, and has like a photo of a woman in fatigues doing something. Mm-hmm. Um, care to guess who Karen Hawkins is and what her military expertise is?
2: She is a Navy SEAL, as a matter of fact. Incorrect. Um, she is I'll give a, you three tries. She is a, a veteran of the Afghanistan conflict.
3: Incorrect. It's
2: funny that you asked that because I happen to know that she is part of Delta Force, the elite Delta Force.
3: No, she is actually a uh, best-selling American author of 16 historical romance novels.
2: Oh, good. <laughs> so... <laughs>
3: You know, if she says a woman can swing a sword as well as a man, I think. Whoa,
2: whoa, whoa, whoa. Alice.
3: I think that Alice, we should listen. And
2: I have not done this yet, and okay. neither have you, but I need you to do me a favor. I need okay. you to be going. So today is International Women's Day or Equality Day? It's Could... Wage Equality Day. We need okay. to be seeing if Rachel Levine has done anything. I mean, she's the most accomplished woman in the mm-hmm. government currently. Yeah. Would you like me to look?
3: Yeah, why don't you check and see if she said anything. Um, and let me just take a look here at some of her titles. Um, let's see. The Abduction of Julia. A Belated Bride. The Seduction of Sarah. An Affair to Remember. Confessions of a Scoundrel. How to Treat a Lady." Li- I can see why the army would be quoting her. It makes total sense. And our recruitment. <laughs> what are we doing? Oh, there's the McLean Curse series. That sounds like a good one. A little bit of like... Scottish Highlander action how to abduct a Highland lord to Scotland with love to catch a Highlander sleepless in Scotland and the laird who loved me sounds like a good series (laughs) I think you should take it up um but yeah I I just I'm so embarrassed that our armed services quote things like this like this is some kind of series I mean Russia and China don't do things like this. And in the meantime, did you see the stuff about the drone today?
2: Yeah. Russia, Russia knocked
3: one of our drones out of the sky and into yeah. like the Baltic Sea or somewhere today.
2: The Black Sea, yeah. Oh, the
3: Black Sea, sorry. Um, it, that's not, not great.
2: Well, I mean, it's not great that it got messed up, but you know, it's unmanned. I mean,
3: well, I, it is unmanned. I mean, like, but it's
2: a heavy piece of hardware. Well, we're fighting a proxy war against the. I, I, I think they're, they're taking it personal. Yeah, but person. I think
3: we. Yeah, we're hey, fighting... Hey, leave
2: our drone alone. We're trying to. We're trying, <laughs> we're trying, to,
3: trying to spy your, on you right now. We're trying
2: now? to paint your targets so that the, uh, the the Ukrainians can, uh, you know, missile well, you to death.
3: Yeah, but like, isn't it bad that this is escalating?
2: I don't know. I mean, they they, they didn't even shoot it down. They knocked it down. They like.
3: No, they like empty fuel on it or something and then know, like thought, knocked it down I they was, yeah they
2: clipped it anyway they did
3: clip it too
2: but Make it better sounded like in
3: afp they were saying they i don't know whatever they made it crash in, in long story short but any
2: messages we should be reading in the chat else
3: reading in the chat no i think we're okay to go to the chelsea fire well hold on
2: people are talking to us in the chat
3: uh, Janet in the Chaz's Fort Benning is jump schooled. And that's in Columbus, Georgia. Curry. Lots of 80 seconds go to Benning for jump school. There
2: we go. Thank you. My there brother we went to See? Fort Benning and then Fort Campbell. He was in the 101st. I actually found my, I have my Blandford Army Hospital. Did the 101st t-shirt.
3: tweet romance novel quotes for recruitment? Not back then.
2: <laughs> I mean, Let me tell you yeah. something. Those dudes, n- no. Did no. they
3: read The Laird Who Loved Me or whatever? <laughs> In I can't even. I honestly,
2: Alice can't say some of the stuff that the guys were doing. I will just say that there was a lot of uh, stuff that was warm to the touch, making its way out of that uh, out of that base. Fortunately, some of it through the Shattuck trailer. We didn't do anything.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, MREs. I mean, that's not stealing,
3: right? <laughs> so, um, but anyway, there was also some controversy on Twitter because of uh, Ron DeSantis's answer. Uh, to Tucker Carlson's Ukraine questionnaire. Yeah. So he sent, like, all the presidential candidates this Ukraine questionnaire. Most of them answered, like, pretty much how you'd expect. But Ron DeSantis's answer seemed to make everybody upset.
2: It did. All the, what's it called, cons? The nat-cons? neocons.
3: But, but all upset also, he like... He said
2: it's a foreign conflict, which it is. All the
3: Trump people... He said it's a territorial dispute.
2: Okay.
3: Um, but the... Also, all the Trump people were saying, like, he didn't commit strongly enough to saying that he's... Not he's going to stop sending money and cut off the flow of stuff to Ukraine. Um, I don't
2: think that that's the wise thing to do. I yeah, think I if you fight this proxy war um, f- to to degrade Russia. But yeah, but there's all these
3: people, Let's including do one for Marco China too. Rubio. Marco Rubio was, like, criticizing him. for, But the neocons, like, freaked out. So, like, both sides were upset with his answer, basically. The neocons all, like, freaked out that he called it a territorial dispute and said it's, like, not a key national interest for us to get, like, more involved there than we already are. And, you know, like, at first I was kind of annoyed with his answer because I felt it was, like, a little bit mealy-mouthed and, like, politician-y that he didn't, like, fully commit to one side or the Mm -hmm. other. Like... I do think Trump's message there is stronger. Trump was in uh, Iowa today or one of these days recently saying that he's the only person who can prevent World War III. So I think that's a strong message. That's a strong, simple message. There's no like, we must defend our key national interests and this Oof. is a territorial dispute and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. There's no equivocating with Trump. Trump's yeah, Trump's building a wall. He's making Mexico pay for it, and he's going to prevent World War III. Like, it's simple, it's simple, easy to remember. Like, I, I do think that's a good line by
2: it, Trump. Yeah, it is. Well, it, but, I mean, where does Ukraine lay as—I uh, mean, for Republicans right now, I think illegal immigration is—30% of Republicans feel that's the biggest or 30-something percent the biggest issue— where does Ukraine lie? I mean, Republicans were just for foreign wars, and I was one of them. And it, it totally weren't. <laughs>
3: I know. Now you're the anti-foreign war crowd. Well, um, well, some some Republicans aren't, but yeah, they're all criticizing him. All the the usual suspects: Bill Kristol, um, Alyssa Farah Griffin. I don't think Bill
2: Kristol's a Republican, literally anymore.
3: Oh really? Well, yeah. whatever. Um, Adam, Kinzinger. Our, Adam Kinzinger Adam Kinsinger is upset. Uh, who else? Marco Rubio's mad at him. They're all like quoting Steve McCain Schmidt? at him. Probably Steve Schmidt. I know there were some Lincoln Project people in yeah. there. They're all.
2: Anytime I see big Tim man. Miller, I'm like, oh my god. It's funny because he was cock of the walk when he <laughs> used to, come to New Hampshire. Who's the one who said January
3: 6 was worse than 9/11? Oh, Matthew Dowd. He's another right. country over party moron. Um, <laughs> But what was I going to say? What else did Santis do that I nothing did like?
2: like a cow, in case you're wondering. If people want to know, because you can see yeah. the top of it. I I just, was, although, they're probably paying more attention to your...
3: My outfit choices?
2: Yeah, Alice. What is this?
3: It's just a tank top. Um,
2: oh. Okay.
3: Anyway, what was I... I was going to say one more thing. Oh, there's some polls out that show Vivek Ramaswamy beating Nikki Haley. Which is embarrassing, because he's like an internet candidate. And she's like been a... The UN. He's an know? impressive
2: guy. He I... is
3: an impressive guy, but he's like Andrew Yang. You know what I mean? He's like in th- in terms of like mainstreamness.
2: I guess so. Uh, uh, yeah. But I
3: think the Republican Party has more um, openness. Isn't for I gaining weight, Ellis? Are you? Well, we'll discuss later. It's what fine. Am weight? It's fine. But um, like I said, I wasn't crazy about Desantis's Ukraine answer because I felt like it wasn't very like. I felt it was a little politician y, but um, I did like he's uh, taking away the Hyatt's liquor license in um, which place? In Miami? Somewhere Uh, because they had a drag show and he said an inappropriate, like, sexualized event for children. Like, I love that. Let's go. What's the
2: hot sauce, Alice?
3: The hot sauce is Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce. It's great because it's hot and it's flavorful. Like Uh, you, Alice. Flavored with sea salt. It's approved on Awaken 180. Um, And they also donate 5% of the proceeds to the Fallen Firefighters Foundation. So it's like win, win, I notice you have two speeds. You you have
2: either step on speed or ignoring me speed. (laughs)
3: Aren't those the same speed? Mm.
0: Yeah,
6: Tom and else. I wasn't sure if you've seen. Um, Dylan Mulvaney was on. Um, Drew is, uh, yes. a, which is a yes. uh, talk show uh, hosted by Drew Barrymore, and uh, they were talking about online bullying, like on social media sites and through the comments and whatnot. And uh, Drew Barrymore goes, "You know who the biggest bully is? Yourself. Sometimes." Yourself. Sometimes there's such things, and
2: Dylan Mulvaney as- goes,
6: "Oh, I know, girlfriend."
2: <laughs> and then, and then Barrymore um, gets on her knees. At Drew l- Barrymore gets on her knees and yeah.
6: like is holding hands with Dylan Mulvaney. And I can't imagine I'm just like,
2: anybody. Um, is
6: this
4: anybody like an SNL sketch? Oh, please, dear lord.
6: Do you, know, do you want to
3: know? Ironically, who most uh, dislikes thing. me the most? Exchange. Sometimes who
0: myself.
6: Oh, me too. Oh.
0: oh. And
6: but, they're hugging.
7: They could be standing up for the They're night. both oh, well, on the ground. you are not now, like ugh.
5: you've asked me, like what I would do to combat the hate, right? Yeah. But what do you do? Okay, that's a great question. Andrew Barrymore
2: is sitting, what we used to call Indian style, uh, and as their crisscross sharing...
5: applesauce.
3: It's been renamed.
2: Ah. <laughs> <sighs> Okay. Okay.
7: Tom Alice. Hi. Paul from Florida. Hello. It's been a while. Hey, I got a great story for you. Mm. Went up to see my wife last week. She works up in Pittsburgh. We were out at dinner.
2: By the way, we like Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Awesome,
7: and out of nowhere, she said, Hey, how are our friends Tom and Alice doing? I had immediate panic. Huh? Because I had no idea what she was talking about. And you know how it is as a husband, Tom. Yep. When your wife asks you a question, she's being a detective. So in my mind is racing, who's Tom and Alice? Are they friends of ours? Is she setting me up for something that I was supposed (laughs) to know? (laughs) Et cetera. So I finally admitted, who's Tom and Alice, honey? I have no idea what you're talking about. And she said, you know, Tom and Alice from the podcast. (laughs) I said, oh, I heard Tom last week during my ride. He was by himself because Alice was sick. And I think we're gonna be alright. I think I think they're gonna be alright, babe.
2: We're yeah, working on it.
7: So keep up the great work, guys. Tom, cut cut Alice some slack. Well yeah, she's doing the best she can. You know, and we can work.
2: I mean, she's only a woman. She's working with, you know, the few tools she was naturally given. So this beat right here is not listening.
6: Mm-hmm.
2: If she's not hi, how are you? Welcome to the show. I was listening. Yeah. Work on that Well, okay, then you're just a cyborg.
3: I'm not a cyborg. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Are you AI? <laughs> no.
7: Leaky roof if you want someday. Yeah. Take care.
2: Hey, you saw that guy reached out again about our leaky roof for mm-hmm. helping fix it? Yep. And maybe just do that uh, That's some your kind
3: of... job to talk to him.
2: Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> Jeez. This is why you don't get paid as much, I just wanted to tell Tom something about the Bongino
6: that you can order at an Italian restaurant. Yes. Because um, <clears throat> you did say that. <laughs> Bronsino is uh, <laughs> not like bronzino. It's different. Uh, it comes with a white sauce, so you just might want to
2: think Ooh, about that. Ooh, I like and white t- sauces.
6: Oh. I had a little something to say about that young woman. I think she I think she was justified. Correct. In, mm-hmm. uh, Agreed. In giving a uh, hamburger boy the slip. Mm-hmm. Because um, I went out on a date once with a woman. She's very nice. And we were eating in a restaurant. In the used... same
2: model computer as Alice. Sounds like it. <laughs> until
6: she started using her thumb to push food onto her fork instead of her knife. And by God, that was the end of the day.
2: Well, I... Dr. Cheswick, what, what, what did she look like? Because thumb food manipulation, first of all, I re- respect the fact she's not leaving a morsel left. If she had licked the plate, as long as she was really attractive, that would have been good. <laughs> if she wasn't, then that would have been bad.
6: Uh, I think it was in Kenmore Square, so I told her I had to use the restroom, and I ducked down to the T, and I got out of there. So
2: Left her with a tab. Um,
6: anyway, just my two cents. Don't forget, or the Bongino is a specialty on Thursdays at um, that restaurant up in Newburyport, I think.
2: Ooh. Have a great night. Thank you. Thank you. My dad was once at the Playboy Club in when it was at the Statler building in mm-hmm. the Park Plaza, essentially. And he was there, and he had a date with uh, somebody who worked at uh, like the floor below this woman, and they were having drinks and talking. And she went to the bathroom and never came back. And he felt that maybe she got really drunk and felt uncomfortable. It also could have been that she just wanted to get out of there. You've left, haven't you? i am Sorry, guys. Alice has not been here for the last didn't few minutes.
3: I Think that was that great a story, but okay, continue.
2: Sorry, you are cullingane. You're the cullingane of the show. I'm not You're not culinane. listening. No. What are you doing there? That's so? I'm
3: looking at Twitter. Okay.
2: Okay, but we we're doing the the podcast currently. <laughs> okay,
3: but I have to keep up with what's on Twitter. Too. You do during the <laughs> yes, during, I do during
2: this part that really re- relies on your feedback and working with Why every it... element.
3: Okay. You were telling a boring story, but
2: well, I make it less boring. This is why you see you're not bringing it during the during the chat chat um, the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce chat line. And you know why it is why because you're so you've got you, you're using your rack and feeling that you're so. You I've tried so it good. this whole show. I know, but not not during the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline. You've checked out now. And you feel you're owed it because you're a bosomy uh, yacht bunny from a W-Time. Why don't you just go
3: Does ahead? Does anybody else
2: want to co-host the last few minutes with me? <laughs> <Is> anybody else? <laughs> Why I don't just... you go
3: ahead and play the next message instead of sitting here talking well, about this, but, for the love so you, of God. So you
2: don't say something to the next message?
3: I'm going to let our callers speak for Hello, the it's
6: Danny, reporting live from Bill Rekha. Hi, Danny. Uh, just out here, a few inches of snow, little little drifting. A little bomb cyclone action out here with the snowblower, having a cocktail, listening Ooh. to uh, the Burn Barrel. What are you having? Hope you guys are inside, keeping warm, having fun. I don't have anything funny to say. Just hadn't said hi in a while. So football is well, and uh, I'm sure you guys get a lot less snow than I did.
2: Yeah, it's so, wet crap though. I did put some. Thanks, Danny. Appreciate it. I did put some salt down. Said <sighs> it. No.
3: Okay.
6: There's one more. (laughs) Go ahead. Interact.
3: (laughs) I interacted. I said, hi, Danny.
1: You know, the most pathetic thing about that supposed letter from Charlotte to President Biden Mm -hmm. is he probably actually wrote it himself. If you look at the friendship, I wouldn't doubt (laughs) it. Also, there's no doubt in my mind. He sits around at night in a diaper, pooping his pants, and Charlotte is his nom de guerre. What a piece of know. crap that guy is. We know
2: it is? It is interesting because, you know, Charlotte is angry. The little girl, you know, about that women get paid less than exactly, men. Exactly, and, and mistreated. Doesn't he have an actual granddaughter about Charlotte's age who he has excommunicated? <laughs> right. Who will not be getting the family's uh, name or a largesse because nope. she's Hunter's uh, illegitimate kid? Yes, Tom. That's right. I'll do that's both a, of our I just parts agreed with you. No, you checked out. I just it's okay. agreed with you. You know what? It's okay. Because I have always been more interested in beauty than <laughs> chemistry or content. I have been. So I, I don't care. As long as you keep going you that, I'll do the show alone. <laughs> okay. And then you can just do that. All right. All right. Shall I begin the closing music, Alice? This is... You have to say something during this, okay?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: What are you actually doing? What is it? What is there? What is...
3: I'm just looking at Twitter and the chat.
2: Okay. Can can you do you mind if going forward you can look at show related material? It's
3: show related material. Because okay. if we both
2: look at Twitter during the chat, then we can't think of things to say that might be fun for people.
3: Okay. I think I said a lot of things this show. <laughs> Anyway, thank you all for listening to the show. Um, you can, if you want to join the live chats and watch the show live, you can do that on patreon.com slash burnbarrel. You can also always find the show for free at burnbarrelpodcast.com or anywhere you like to listen to podcasts. You can talk to us on social media at burnbarrelpod on Twitter, facebook.com slash burnbarrelpodcast, or email us Podcast at gmail.com. C'est la vie.